Welcome to the Coat Hanger on 2SER 107.3. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast and record this show, the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to elders past and present. The Coat Hanger is a show and a podcast where we tackle women's footy with a Sydney view. I'm your host, Fiona Land, coming to you from the New South Wales Central Coast, which is Garingai land. And I'm joined by... I'm Coach Kiwi and I'm coming to you from Wurundjeri and Boon country. And I'm Lauren and I'm broadcasting from the Sutherland Shire, which is in Darawal country. In this week's show, our round three pod for AFLW Season 7, we will talk about the Derby, a.k.a. the Coat Hanger Cup. That's the match between the Sydney Swans and the GWS Giants. We have a suggestion box. Uh, we're going to have a bit of a chat about the other matches. And we want to give a shout-out to the Vic Metro Women's Masters League under 35s. Sorry, I'll say that again. Over 35s. I'm sorry, I've just got 035 on my screen. And I we've been talking about it all afternoon, and I'm sorry. It's the <laughs> Masters League over 35s AFL Grand Final, which was played between this weekend... It was played between Darabin Falcons and Port Colts and they were led by Belinda. The Port Colts were led and were victorious, I'm sorry to say to any uh, Falky Falk fans. Uh, they were led by Belinda Bowie, a.k.a. Blouse, who was playing something like her, oh, I don't know, 403rd game. Shout out to Blouse. Um, there was also a Masters game in Sydney this weekend uh, and that was between Balmain Old Birds. Oops. I mean Tigers, and they were coached by Coat Hanger alumni Tracy Kick, and they played against the, uh, what was it, the rest of the world, the All-Stars, the rest of Sydney, anyone else who wanted to form a team. Uh, uh, Belinda Pride played. You may ask who who uh, Belinda Pride is. Well, the Sydney Women's Golden Boot, the Sydney Women's AFL Golden Boot is named after her, B Pride. And um, she was also the first woman in a league in the entire country to kick 100 goals. Shout out to Be Pride. And this just goes to show that the game might slow down, but it doesn't stop. And remember, for some people, when they start playing Masters, it's just starting. Uh, but first, this is the first week of Indigenous Round for Season 7. It's been played over two rounds and uh, we'll chat about the Guernseys because there were there were some deadly Guernseys. Uh, but there was a bit of controversy when there was a minute silence following the acknowledgement of country for the first game of the round, which was Bulldogs versus Frio. Um, and that minute silence was to mark the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Some discussion took place following that uh, and there were no further minutes of silence following uh, in the following matches. And it just goes to show that consultation at every stage is really, really important. I think that was a good decision that was made um, uh, by those making the decisions. This is Scott Gowns and you're listening to the Coat Hanger Footy Radio Show. Let's now talk about the Derby, a.k.a. the Coat Hanger Cup. I've got to start by congratulating the GWS Giants, who are the inaugural winners of the coveted Coat Hanger Cup. Woo! Congratulations. Round of applause. Well done, Giants. So um, Loz and I were there at the SCG. Wasn't exactly full. What are the numbers there? 
Yeah, so uh, after I counted them all, including us, <laughs> Bruce, it came to 4,233. Uh, so almost exactly half, I believe, of what the Swans had at their first-hand game at North Sydney. Uh, but, look, it was a cracking day for football. The sun was out despite, a there's a, I think, a two-minute period where it was a bit of rain. But, look, it was a lovely day um, out there watching the footy. It was great. Um, we had some keen followers in front of us. Actually, they, they were quite new to following AFLW. Uh, we were cheer, cheering Cora's scores, and we keep having a little joke because we know that um, that their coach, Cam Bernsconi, has said that they don't want to rely on Cora, but they're not holding her back from scoring either, and she did a couple of times during that, uh, that match. And so we're yelling out, support from the lady stand where we were sitting and the people in front of us turned around and said somebody said she's 40 and I said yes mate she's 40 she's awesome we love her so Cora was on fire who else was on fire well look early on for the swans Alicia Newman um she was good I thought Cynthia Hamilton was really good throughout the game as was her sister Lexi I think Lexi might have even kicked the Swans' first goal at the SCG. Um, but, yeah, the Hamilton sisters were really good early on. Um, yeah, and, and the first, again, similar to their first two games and that practice game, the Swans' first five, ten minutes, pressure was great, intense, but then unfortunately it dropped off, but certainly a lot to like there. But, yeah. They also came out with a bit of a shift in personnel in the field. So um, Brenna Tarran and Lexi Hamilton were playing in the forward line, whereas the last two weeks they've been particularly solid across the back line. So he really went in with quite um, some tall targets because he had Bella Smith playing in the back line. He had um, Reynolds on the field um, while Morfitt was rucking. So he really put some height in, but um, they did start really solid. They They really are coming out and starting – hard and they had and this is where I think their challenge is going to be is they had four inside 50s before they got one point yeah so I think they've their pressure going forward they've got to get some bigger scores from it yeah they've, they've got to keep that that you're right it probably was rebounding out a little bit too easy um but yeah look it's yeah their first five ten minutes of all three games has been great um, and one of the names you mentioned there, I forgot to before, Ellie Morfitt. She was someone that I think started very well and was pretty consistent throughout the game. And um, I think it's only her second season at AFLW. And she's someone that, you know, she's going to get a lot of game time this year. I think, she, you know, in a couple of years, she's going to be a, a really dominant force. Who was it who lost her shoe a couple of times? Uh, Lexi Hamilton. I think Lexi. She, Lexi. She lost Lexi. it twice, didn't she? Mate, Lexi. Look, I, I could possibly leave this till suggestion box, but I'm going to give this advice now. Do a double knot, mate. Tie a double knot. Did you I actually did, yell that I did, out? I did, in <laughs> fact. I, look, some people call it heckling. I call it enthusiastic engagement. <laughs> or oh, like find it. a mate in the other team. Like, um, Oh, how sweet was that? I still don't quite understand why, why Georgia Prince Sparkers couldn't just kneel down and tie up her own shoelace. But I do like uh, a bit of good sportsmanship. So, as you say, Chloe Malloy tied her shoelace in the game, Collingwood versus um, versus Geelong. 
I'm just um, touching on their, that, that ball going into the forward line. Here's some stats for you. Mm. Inside 50s, um, Swans only had seven shots for 25 inside 50s compared yeah. to the Giants, 23 shots from 34. So Swans are kicking at about 28%, Giants 68%. If Swans really want to um, pressure other teams on the scoreboard and have a chance of winning games, they've got to really – make a big increase in, in their efficiency inside 50. So you, you can move the ball, but you want to close the deal. Well, that's it. Yes. You always want to close the deal. <laughs> but I think it also depends on how far the ball's getting into the 50. I think for the Giants, yeah. they were getting that in a lot deeper. That's why they were getting those shots. Whereas a swap just going in and then it was bouncing out quickly. Mm. They get the repeat entries, but it, yes. it just wasn't going deep enough and it was easy to... And and this is a Giants team that were missing Pepper Randall, a rookie mm. defender as well. But um, you know their defensive system was it worked really well. Their their transition, the way they're moving the ball, is just so exciting. Like you know we've said it all season that they're really starting this um, much more open style of play, and um, they were just clean cleaner ball users. You can see their decision making was sharp. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, potentially there's still a couple of swans giving away silly little free kicks that really turns the way the ball is going at that part of the game and, you know, takes takes the pressure off their opponent a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I thought I just thought the Giants were just a whole lot cleaner and um, good to see Scorer get on the scoreboard a couple of times. But yeah. isn't she just incredible, her balance and the way she can change direction and step and... Look, I'm just just Cora. Just it could be like just one little piece of advice: stay playing AFW. Don't ever come to Masters, please. <laughs> I do not bit, want to a bit that. of vested interest. Yeah, someone's feeling a bit bit sore and sorry uh, tonight. And not at all. Not, Our game's just not a bit me, <laughs> Coach Kiwi, is it? <laughs> someone. Someone, you know, they up the Falky Falks, but someone got felt on the weekend <laughs> and it wasn't me or Loz. No, it wasn't. All those things you said, Kiwi, you know, we were talking about whilst the game was going on, the Giants did move the ball really well. Um, and and they, I thought they used the, the corridor well. Um, the Swans, credit to Scott Gowans, you know, all three of their games they have been attacking or at least they've tried to attack through the corridor. But the Giants, they, they just made better decisions. And, and as yet, they were more efficient when they went inside 50. And there's probably a few times where they'd able to kick it over someone's head or kick it into space and they'd, they'd run onto it. And um, But, yeah, as I said, it was, it was great to see. You know, we, we spoke about it, I think, last week after, what is it, six or seven years after that exhibition match at the SCG between the Swans and Giants to see a fully-fledged AFLW game, uh, you know, for the four points. Um, it's. I think the contests are going to get closer and closer each year. Um, also, on that, Nicola Barr, Nicola Barr, Nicola, Nicola Barr was a Swan, grew up a Swans fan, plays for the Giant, was Giants' number one draftee, and kicked the first goal in the in the Coat Hanger Cup. Will forever go down in um, Coat Hanger Wikipedia. I thought she kicked one at Henson. But this is this is the derby clash. I'm sorry, I'm saying the first goal that was kicked in the coat hanger cup was kicked by one N bar. Yes, 
Right, got so it. Her first goal okay. that she ever scored, yes, was down at Henson Park against yep. the Bulldogs. We were there. And she kicked three that day, that day, actually. It was a big day, yeah. So, um, and so, yeah, fresh back from injury, she was flying. You could not tell she is back from injury. Like, she was on fire. It was incredible. It was great to watch. Yeah, great. Okay. Hey, it's Elise Parker here, and you're listening to The Coat Hanger. We have a suggestion box. I love that you guys took this time to have people write in at the game or around the game or text you. I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. This is incredible. Thanks, thanks, Kiwi. And what's really exciting is that there are some really engaged people. There are some really, really people who are really engaged, really engaged with the game, with the league, with the, with the women's league, and especially with this pod. Now, um, we've got a lot. We can't get through them all. I'm really sorry. Uh, we'll try and do that in subsequent uh, episodes. But tonight I think we can just get through one suggestion each, okay? So I'm pulling one out here. It's from G. McLaughlin from Docklands. And G. McLaughlin says, we love crowds. Why not have the crowds on the other side of the stadium so we can see them? And G. McLaughlin from Docklands, look, I agree. I'm with you 100%. I reckon uh, it would have been great to have um, a display and, and evidence that there were, in fact, uh, 4,233 people instead of the smattering that, that appeared on, on telly. I'm with you, G. McLaughlin. Love to hear more from you. Uh, Kiwi, have you okay. got a suggestion there? Oh, yeah, hang on. Let me just pull one out. Right. Oh, the handwriting's a bit messy. I th- I'll try and make out the words. It says... Love seeing the players run out in the sorry, middle. Sorry, sorry, um, sorry, Kiwi. Who's it, who's it from? Um, it says Dermy B, South Side of Melbourne. It says right. love seeing the players run out in the middle of the Oppo warm up. Took me back to my youth. Bring it on every week. Oh, good on you, Dermy. He's been around a long time, by the sounds of it. <laughs> now, what's Dermy getting at there? Loss? Wait, yeah, can you tell me what happened? Did players run out in the middle of somebody's warm-up? Well, what? just about. It, it could have been a bit of carnage early on. Uh, the Giants were warming up at the uh, at the city end of the ground and when the Swans ran out, they had to do a very hard right, otherwise they um, would have entered, uh, would have entered the, the Giants' warm-up, which is probably not how you want to start a game. God, it sounds like something they'd do back in the 80s, I don't know. Well, speaking of the 80s, given that your um, suggestion came in handwritten, I'm assuming it was one of your master's teammates because it wasn't on Twitter. (laughs) Well, possibly, possibly. So maybe actually the answer uh, is to invite the away team to warm up at the other other end end. of the ground. That that would be something. That's not what Dermy B from uh, from south, uh, what was it, south south of Melbourne? South side. South side? Suggest- what is that? That, 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 would be, that would be Frankston area. Sounds like there. a bit like Hawthorne. Yeah, somewhere like that. Thanks, Jeremy B. Uh, Loz, have you got a suggestion there? I do. I've got our final one. And this suggestion also comes from um, a resident of Docklands, uh, Nikki L. Uh, she's saying banners. We need to have them. We need to break through. They didn't have them at the game. They None didn't, for the Giants. None for the Swans. I mean, every kid loves running through the banner. So no, I, I'm with Nikki L there. Bring them back, have them at every game. 
Yep. Thanks, Nikki L. Bring him on. It's a tradition of the game. It is a tradition and it's really important, actually. It's a really important tradition. So am I correct in saying that the Swans haven't even had a banner so far? Do they have one week one? Nope. Wow. That's so Sydney AFL. It is, yep. Sydney AFL brings it again. All right. So they're starting their own tradition. I first think... happens once, so maybe next round we'll see the ban- Swans first banner. Well, look, what's, yeah, so I'm my head's spinning in, I think, in our first pod we were talking about how many firsts there were because it turns out there are more than one first. But now my head's spinning with how many home games there are. So there was a home game at North Sydney. We've had a home game at Sydney at Sydney Cricket Ground. There's going to be a home game at Henson Park yep. and a home game at Punt Road. So yes. um, there's yep. another, can I just say, shout out to the Giants social media team. They used the hashtag first happens once saying the Giants won the Derby first happens once. <laughs> Oh, and they did that. They did that. Um, that post on Twitter using yeah. a bit of an That's old a bit of a, um, the, um, mic drop type thing, isn't it? It yeah. is. It is very yeah. clever. They're on, very they, clever. They were quite. Yeah. They were on top of it. Yep. <laughs> Good on them. Love to see it. All right, let's move on. We want to have a bit of a chat about the other matches. Um, we had our first draw of the season. Oh dearie me! No one yes. wins Look, when it's I a draw. To, I went to that game and. The crowd was just huge. Not there was a problem getting tickets even the day before. Um, gorgeous stadium. Okay, afternoon to go out and watch some footy. Beautiful. I can tell you, um, I cannot remember the lady's name who did Welcome to Country, but it was incredible. She actually sang the first part of it, and she had a beautiful voice, and it just had you in tears. Like just wow. incredible emotion before the game. Um, really, really well done. But, yeah, I think power, power brought the power. They were just, they were just relentless and, um, you know, Carlton only got down there in early once and then power just held, held into their 50 for a lot um, and got a bit of a lead, I think, made made the Carlton fans sit back a little bit, the whole 1,664 that were there. Right. And... Um, <laughs> That's all that were there, not counting the ones up in the fancy box because um, there's a lot of dignitaries. Elders, Auntie Pam was down there, um, Fitzroy Stars, girls are there, Darren Falcons, Masters were there on their recovery lap. Uh, well, half, quarter of a lap perhaps. <laughs> Do I say lap? Hop. Um, but it's, you know, credit to Loza now. It's almost like she knew some of the players in the other team may have played with them. Played against oh. them, <laughs> and uh, or knew how to coach against them. But no, it was, intel. It was. Well, what's what's interesting though is that that Port uh, must did they sit on their laurels for the for the fourth quarter because they didn't uh, score. No, well, no. Carlton came back. Carlton were very good. Mm. There's there's still some quality players in Carlton, and they just never gave up. And you know they did the change and things around, and and really, um, just you can't just stuck in the game. Just. It was just relentless. So it was low scoring, but it was they were they were just relentless. The pressure around the ball, um, you know, perhaps Port could have created a couple more opportunities. Uh, having said that, I guess Carlton could have as well. So, um, but the last probably uh, even eight minutes, nine minutes, it could have gone either way. Like the ball went from either end of the field, and we didn't get a major score. So um, 
it, w- it was pretty exciting. So, and then just, I don't know, a draw just gives you that dull feeling. Like yeah. neither team sings a song. Um, I saw board members from either either club up there and they just looked at each other and went, well, I guess we share the spoils today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, um, you know, there's the, the only winner is in the tipping comp because everyone gets a win. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's it. That's the only winner. Um, so in that match, it was Carlton wearing their, their Indigenous Guernsey, correct? Yes, oh, and so we do. expect Port will win. Will wear yeah, those Yeah, I'm next pretty week, sure yeah? Port are saving theirs. I think they're the only ones that yeah. didn't wear theirs this weekend. But they mm. play at Alberton Oval next week against the Sydney Swans, so I'm certain they will be wearing it then. Did you see any other Guernseys you want to mention? I well, think the Nam Demons much. always have a really good one. Well, it's yeah. hard to you can't really judge them. I think each of them have their own individual stories. Yep. And, and that's really important, isn't it? It's not it just is. about having a design. Every every design is actually a story. Yes. And so, like, I particularly, you know, like the Brisbane Lions story, um, Courtney Hodder up there had a big hand in that one. And, and I, I just love it when they engage with the players in their team and mm. the players in the team tell their story. And then, um, you know, they have um some of them i think it was geelong once before had all the names of their indigenous players on their guernseys so geelong's had delang written on the back of it which is the indigenous word for geelong mm. so um yeah i don't know they're just all but you know and you see the long sleeve versions yes um look great but hawthorne i'm not really a fan of the colors of hawthorne just <laughs> and as a sporting thing just looks funny to me but their indigenous guernsey was just gorgeous mm. it um was very powerful I thought and you know but yeah I don't yeah I don't think you can judge them you can just admire the story and the artwork that goes in um, but the Essendon one is very very cool and nation artwork like I look at that now that I've had a little bit of an education mm. I'm still learning but I looked at that and just went wow that is just really because um, especially around Wurundjeri and Boonwurrung they don't do the dots that's more noticeable in Indigenous artwork They've got the little small lines. So um, I just looked at that and went, wow. This is Alicia Newman and you're listening to The Co-Hanger. The Cats Pies game. That was a great game. Um, I think it went to about third quarter before anyone got a goal. But the thing is, and I know the trolls go, oh, low scoring must be boring. It really was not. Yeah, Loz and I were were catching some of that. Straight after the uh, the Swans Giants match, and and we were saying the same thing. Sometimes, really, it is true to say that the scoreboard does not reflect um, the game. No, not at all. And you know, and we already touched on the um, Chloe Malloy and Georgia Prisparkis matchup. Like their t- their tackles on each other, they were tough. There were bumps. There were like legal bashes and stuff going on. And then the absolutely lovely moment of you know sportsmanship, which. I think, and I saw people saying, well, how can you do this? You know, people saying it's sportsmanship. And saying, you don't do that. You don't tie a teammate's uh, opposition person's shoelace. You tie the shoes together or something. Um, but I think this is the difference with AFLW is this, there's a level of respect amongst the players. And, you know, there's a whole lot that have grown up playing together through their NAB leagues or state um, representative teams. And so they're actually still good mates despite where they get drafted as well. Um, but these two have probably come um, together at some point at various functions anyway, but uh, really good matchup, I just thought. 
Yeah. So now we've got that uh, after this round, we've got Brisbane well in front uh, on the top of the ladder, well in front of. Well, they won um, the Q clash by a big score, which I don't think anyone's surprised about. No, we're really not. And it just goes to show their strength and, um, you know, they're coming for a back-to-back premiership, right? They're just, didn't they win last year? Yeah, they won last year. No, Adelaide won. Adelaide won earlier this year before. season. Brisbane right. won last year. Last year, but um, yeah, they're it's, just it's they're still confusing. So dominant, and that's, oh, they're, they're just so good. Like I thought they'd smash the Suns. I still didn't think they'd do it by as much as they they did. And it's just um, it'll be very interesting. I hope. I don't know. I haven't checked the fixture. I know all teams don't play each other once. I hope they are fixtured to to play against Melbourne. Because they're, I think, clearly the probably the, the the two best sides at the moment, and and maybe Collingwood behind that. But um, they're just playing awesome footy. Yeah, they are. And and um, the demons, the Nam demons for this weekend and next weekend, the Nam demons, they um, they came out with a real solid start against Saints as well. They kicked six goals in that first quarter, and just sort of backed off pressure. Well, backed backed off the goal scoring um, and and Saints came back into the game. So that was a cracker down at RSEA um, Park as well. Um, but, yeah, I think, you know, I th- for me, I think the Demons have got this incredible way of their ball movement. So um, the way they beat the Saints in the game, even though they didn't get the big score, is it's through their contested and uncontested possession. Like they are just streaks ahead of what Saints were able to do in that game and you know and so that's why I just think D's are just just very efficient users of the ball and um and that's why they're going to be you know up there with lines and start to create a bit of a gap to the rest I think yeah well look finally good news next weekend uh in round four Sunday the 18th of September the Nam Demons face the Lions for 10 p.m Ah, at Casey Veals, great cracking match. Um, please pay attention to uh, your Sydney teams and watch them wherever you can, whether it's in person or on the screen. So we've got Giants on Saturday the 17th of September at Giants Stadium playing the Eagles and the Swans will be at Alberton Oval playing Port Adelaide. That'll be interesting to see because um, Port, whilst they've they've drawn they haven't won a game yet so going for first points on the board well, not, oh, exactly, oh, not exactly actually because they get two points today don't they uh so that'll be great to watch very quickly we've got like seconds left oh well tigers hawks tigers got their first win after coming very close the last two rounds um but isla sharon was on Ailing Gilroy. Now that is like got to be the dream matchup for all fans of football. They were incredible, those two players. And Bombers, Bombers stomped all over the Eagles. Over yeah, huge. West. was great. Yeah, great to see. Great to see Essendon going as well as they are. Exciting. I'm really happy for them. Okay, this has been round three pod of the uh, coat hanger for AFLW Season 7. We'll be coming to you every week on 2SER 107.3. Be sure to catch us on our socials. We are at Coat Hanger Footy on Twitter, Insta and Facebook. Don't forget to catch the full version of this show when we have extra content in the fifth quarter, wherever you get your podcasts. And as always, for the best harbour views in women's footy, tune in to the Coat Hanger. 
and a disclaimer that this week's suggestion box may have been completely made up. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> Thought you forgot that. I don't remember saying I would say that, but there we are.